0: Vegas takes over, Smith comes out to the neutral zone, Feels right, Marcheseau fires, he scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com.
1: Smith to Marcheseau, 4-2 Golden Knights.
0: This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from
2: around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
1: Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Wallace and Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Woo!
0: Might be screaming uh, at the top of your lungs after the game as well as the Golden Knights with a single point. Lose in overtime ball in the shootout, or you could just win the game. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights will qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs for a fourth consecutive year. And just to put a little cherry on top, they would be the first team uh, to uh, secure a berth in the postseason, the first of the 16 teams that will qualify this year.
1: I mean... We've looked at the Golden Knights. We've seen what they've been able to do all season long. That would only be fitting for what their regular season has been so far. They've been so good and incredibly consistent all year long. It'd be fitting if they were the first team to clinch a playoff spot.
0: I agree. And this is what, what we've said was goal number one, make the playoffs. Sure. And and then your secondary goal, as high as you can in the Western Division. Third, you really, and there's that's close between finishing as high as you can and uh, number three winning the regular season uh for the west division giving you home ice for the first two rounds and potentially impacting uh whether or not you have home ice in the third round and the stanley cup final should you gain that uh that berth. so there's there's goal number one is potentially there for the taking well it is there for the taking tonight <laughs> it's uh, whether or not they can come through on that and uh this is a this is a huge moment uh and not to be lost in all of it, is the fact that they're in first place right now. And you can, as a fourth-year franchise, be the first to clinch a playoff spot while in first place. I think it's the continuation of the incredible early goings of this franchise's history.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we're we're going to see anything like this in terms of a franchise starting off as an expansion franchise, and really the unparalleled success that the Golden Knights have had since joining this league. And it's really a, a continuation off of what went right year one and continuing to build around that to to keep that momentum going season to season.
0: I compare it to Florida Panthers went to the Stanley Cup final in year number three. Mm-hmm. That was an anomaly that the Florida Panthers were a contender in the eastern conference uh, doug McLean, john van beesbrook uh, roberts vail i go down johan garpenloff uh, some of the names uh, on that team they had they got lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. well if you want to use the storm analogy we've had uh, swirling winds around here and electricity for a while now on the strip florida was the outlier what do we expect from seattle uh making the playoffs the first four years i don't think that's going to happen but I wish them all the luck in the world then you add in the raising the bar even further by two final fours mm-hmm. Stanley Cup final appearance plus whatever happens this year as you challenge for first place again uh, there's a there's a lot of banners up on the wall here for a three-year franchise going into its fourth playoffs that's extraordinary.
1: You're you're absolutely right. And, again, this is just something that that I I think over the course of these four years, we've come to expect with this franchise. This is a a franchise that has placed a premium on winning. They've done a lot of it. And and this isn't something that we look at and say, well, it can't continue. It's expected that this be one of the best teams in the league every single year.
0: This should be the year where you're starting to cut your teeth in challenging for a playoff spot. (laughs) In yeah. all reality. It,
1: yeah, essentially, right? yeah.
0: Not not trying to get back to a, a conference final, not trying to return to a Stanley Cup final, return being the most important word yep. in that. Yep. It's incredible what we're seeing. And I don't know whether we're truly going to appreciate what we're witnessing and experiencing until it doesn't whenever that happens Mm -hmm. way down the road, because it's such a regular occurrence that you come to T-Mobile or you watch and listen uh, to the team on the broadcast and they win three out of four games, seven out of 10 right now, (laughs) and challenge and talk about winning a Stanley Cup. It's unfathomable that we're here. And even though we've had, three and a half years to get used to it, uh, a lot of us still can't get our heads around it. It's been that successful.
1: So what then do you make of tonight's game? Because obviously on Monday, it had all the pomp and circumstance of Patrick Marleau yep. breaking Gordie Howe's all-time's game-played record. Now, tonight's different. There, there, there's not that history. There's not that, that, uh, that event that, that is really overshadowing the game on the ice. It's quite simply another game between these two rivals, and the Golden Knights have dominated the season series.
0: I think the ceasefire ends. They, they came to a peace <laughs> accord on Monday. Yeah. You think it's done? Yeah. Over with? Like, uh, you just they, they agreed that maybe they put things aside, sure. and both teams, well, not saying it, mm-hmm. and they're not having a conversation, made sure that Monday was all about Patrick. You played hard. Yep. And then during uh, between the the stoppages, you just went about your business outside of a little uh, kerfuffle at the end of the first period, and even that died down. Brent Burns and Robin well, Leonard looked like they left laughing uh, through the course of it.
1: Could have escalated
0: if Ryan Reeves is in the lineup. Maybe it's different, and mm-hmm. and his feud with with Evander Kane. But that was that was as peaceful of a game that i've witnessed between these clubs and there are still a couple of hits that i think any other night mm-hmm. would have would have got things going i think about the the hit on on chay theodore and the interference penalty that was taken against zach whitecloud but that was and should have been and i give the players credit for doing it patrick marlowe's night yes vegas played hockey and they won they didn't have to get involved in the other stuff this is not the last time they will play but when you look at when the schedule puts them back together again mm-hmm. it will be the last game of the regular season there were some tweaks announced to the national hockey league schedule the golden Knights schedule uh today and we'll get into that in just a little bit but uh for for the context of what i'm relaying to you right now is the sharks and the golden knights will now wrap up their season on may 12th yes. the regular season against each other if vegas is in any type of position to be able to rest players they will rest players uh, that game will, will be important to not get involved. Sure. Not like they, there, the it will be said forty thousand times going into that game. <laughs> do not engage. Do not do anything to potentially hurt yourself or put yourself in any type of uh, position of supplementary discipline. Yes. That, that's what's gonna. That that's it. May even be said right now for that game. <laughs> uh, so that leaves us tonight. Yeah. If you're gonna get your shot in, is tonight the night? Well it is. And for six games, Vegas has filled you in. What happens tonight from a pushback from the San Jose Sharks? I I'm predicting a blowout tonight. I, I think That's where you're at. I think San Jose played so hard the other night yeah. for Patrick Marlowe that tonight is turn the page and there's a letdown they've been anticipating monday and 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 gearing up for monday for a long time that is going to result in a letdown at some point Mm -hmm. and i think tonight is the night factor in a day off for vegas yesterday after monday was the sixth game in nine nights yeah fatigue was evident in this ice on this ice not in the ice the ice stayed frozen uh it sure did. It sure did. Uh, uh, unlike Anaheim on the weekend, <laughs> not, good. Goodness. not uh, good. So, uh, I think with a little bit of rest, Vegas is going to be uh, recharged, and I think I'm expecting a drop off in San Jose. That this—that my gut feeling mm-hmm. tonight. Yep. And if you get to a point where it's a little out of hand, well, let's just say. Stay tuned to the broadcast, the entire show, <laughs> and you, and you might want to tune into the post game show as well.
1: What bothers me about this is that you might be right, and if you are right, the the gloating later tonight no. is going to be
0: insufferable. I, there's been points this year where I've expected animosity, yeah, and we haven't got it in the last week and a Absolutely. half. Absolutely, in the last week and a half, as the games get more important and teams are on the edge of falling out, like LA. Games have featured a lot more of uh, scuffles, of pushing and shoving, of intensity. Arizona in here played hard. They, they got their butts handed to them yep. in game number one and came back with a lot better performance. Anaheim, a little bit of it, some some pushing and shoving. I, I just think that this is, this is built up and set up. I, I don't know whether we'll get it or not. And I'm not saying it's a brawl, but I just think we're going to get a really hard-fought game tonight that, that both teams are going to, uh, at least from that side of it, from a pride standpoint, yep. the hockey favors Vegas, no doubt. Sure, 100%. But the pride's part and, and trying to stand up, uh, both sides, flex your muscle a little bit, this is kind of your last chance to do it
1: you know for the sharks too it's it's really interesting you look at the last 3 games that they've played against the golden knights they've all been one goal games the sharks have had leads no. in all 3 of them like when you when you look at it from that aspect for san jose it's got to be frustrating going against this opponent who at, at times you play well against you put together stretches within a game in which you play well and then the golden knights flip a switch and and there's not really anything san jose can do about it i wonder I wonder if this is a team that's looking at this saying, we either have to play a perfect game or we've got to muddy the track as much as possible to be able to keep up with Vegas.
0: A little bit of both. Yeah. They, they got to play perfect in the sense of, from a defensive standpoint. Well, they're, they're starting the kid tonight in goal. Second start. Yeah. And that's going to be unique. We'll see what the nerves are, are there. Uh, Martin Jones was brilliant the other he night. He was so good. Uh, so there, that gives you an idea, even with a day in between games, uh-huh. where San Jose is, yeah, uh, and what they're what they're thinking. But the the muddying the track, yeah, what what that does too is it doesn't just like slow or or get Vegas off the game, like the intent there, but it also brings all of your players into the fight Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of teams will will take that approach is one team right now is fighting for a playoff spot they get a point tonight and it it pads they'll either have a three or a four point lead for first place in the division the other team is is looking for uh something to to play for what's my carrot tonight well it just might be a, a little bit of hatred a little bit of bad blood and there's there's never anything wrong with that. You Ever go down the the rabbit hole of YouTube videos at night and like Canadians Bruins, mm. bad blood, Bruins like it's, it's it's all over. And you, you may see that tonight.
1: It's nearly every night that I get home after a game because mm-hmm. I can't I can't sleep. I'm too yeah. jazzed, right? Like I'm I'm too I'm too up. I'm too on. And so yeah, often I'll just I'll just look up hockey fights for sure.
0: So we'll we'll see uh whether it gets to that stage that's that's my gut feeling in trying to because it it can't happen the last game and if you're gonna get your you know you know like take the number yeah that whole thing and and i love guys that do it that take the number and then november 28th in 2024 they finally get their revenge revenge that's that's discipline uh tonight uh, i don't think tonight is necessarily a take a number type thing Mm -hmm. tonight's uh Get it out of your system and then go.
1: So I guess the question is, with with no Ryan Reeves in the lineup, with no Keegan Colasar in the lineup, like if if you if this game gets yeah. there, who are you looking to on the Golden Knights? Like uh, who, who's going to answer the bell then?
0: Anybody? I think they they all. Yeah, will go. I mean, we we watched a night where Mark Stone and Jonathan Marshall Marsh so were in the penalty box celebrating fist bumping a goal <laughs> because they were both in there for fighting. <laughs> like, they, they don't have the, the against big... the Sharks, no less. Yeah. I good point they they don't have the big muscle guys Mm -hmm. to go tonight they're fight leaders and it doesn't have to be a brawl again i don't want to say i don't want to talk about this in (laughs) brawl standards but i just think from a full-on nasty greasy hard game yeah i think you're gonna see it uh tonight as much as any other night this is this this is really a seven game series this year Mm -hmm. with the san jose sharks Mm -hmm. they'll play eight times yeah. But that last game at the end of the season, Chapman may be in the lineup for that one. Can if, he be? If the, if the Golden Knights have any type of lead or are locked into a position.
3: Oh, that would be the greatest well, thing hold ever. On,
0: hold on. Is he going to be a- available to help or no? Ooh, that's, he'd have to let us know whether yeah. he's available Fair to problem. help. Listen,
3: if it not. means skating up, I'm available. Yeah? Lacing them up. Absolutely. Skating them up. Skating yeah. them up. Well, that's this from this yeah. from
0: the same guy that called the, the Minnesota Wild had, had nice shorts.
3: Yes, shorts. You
1: you had your shining
0: moment and you blew it. <laughs> so, I'm all
3: I'm all I'm all for it. That, Let's go.
0: That will be that game. Doesn't really count. They, if if Vegas wins tonight, I'm yeah. giving them the perfect season against San Jose. No matter what happens <laughs> the last, that last game, because <laughs> that one that one is just it has no significance. I unless I just, unless it ends up being like the Golden Knights need a point for for top speed top top seed. If 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 it's that yeah then yeah, there'll be more urgency, but I don't I don't expect it to be.
1: That'll be interesting. I I look at this game and if I'm San Jose like I, I gotta do something. I gotta do anything to not lose this game. You've lost six to the Golden Knights already this season. It could be seven tonight. I, I don't care what it is. I don't care what you've got to do. You've got to find the kitchen sink. You've got to throw it at the Vegas Golden Knights. You've got to come out with a great game because you do not want to lose to this team a seventh straight time this season. You just don't.
0: And it's I think when you start talking kitchen sink, like yeah. kitchen sinks nowadays with those big tubs. Uh-huh. Like they have some weight to them. Sure do. So if you're gonna toss the kitchen sink might crack the ice. It should be. Impactful. I don't know. I I don't know whether whether it's there purely from... I know that some games have been close. Mm-hmm. And San Jose, three weeks ago, was two and a half weeks ago, was playing pretty good hockey. They got my hopes up. Can can they get there? You'd like to think so. Vegas is too... They were on fumes the other night, Monday, yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Nothing left. Mm-hmm. And you... Get home, and you you look at the highlights, and you go through the box score again, which I do for some goofy reason, <laughs> and I go, really? They had 40 shots on goal, yeah. and yeah. I went on the air tonight in the postgame show and talked about how much they were on fumes, and they managed to gut one out. They were still by far the better team. Part of that is, is they've got four lines now that are going. Yeah, but.
1: And, and tonight for the Golden Knights, is Pete DeBoer spoke earlier today, no Riley Smith. No no Keegan Colasar. So for the Golden Knights, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their lines because as as they started the game on Monday, Alex Tuck did play with Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson. But toward the end of that game, Matthias Janmark did get some shifts with Carlson and with Marcheseau, and that line was pretty effective. Matthias Janmark can play, it seems, with anybody.
0: Matthias Janmark is a really smart hockey player. Yeah. His first game with the Golden Knights, he played with uh, Tuck and Nosick mm-hmm. and had two beautiful plays. Yes. One was, was a on the boards, getting the puck out type play. The other one was head up, neutral zone, a little pass to a streaking uh, Alex Tuck. Mm-hmm. Like, two plays, never played with these players before. And he's been foot... Fl- sort of slotted in different areas uh, diff- with different personnel yes. as the Golden Knights have uh, have had to change their allotment uh, of forwards. Tonight, after watching what he did with Marcheseau and William Carlson, I would be very surprised if he's not on that line. He, he, he made a difference. And I thought Alex Tuck was more noticeable when he was down on the third line. Mm-hmm that wasn't that's not a commentary on on tuck wasn't wasn't getting it done but both lines were were more involved in the game after that switch was made so uh, I would expect that to continue I'm also Dylan Secura has yes. been recalled yep. from the Henderson Silver Knights he's uh, he's a player in case you don't know the background was was acquired from the Chicago Blackhawks in the offseason for Brandon Peary uh, he has national Hockey League experience before with the Blackhawks and came over, spent this entire year with the Henderson Silver Knights. Been really good for the Henderson Silver Knights. Yes, uh, but he's he's not a guy that you call up and you put on your fourth line. He's not a banger. He's not a basher. He's uh, he's a skilled player. Sure. So you need to play him in on one of your lines that is is going to produce offense. That you that you're not looking. He's not an energy line guy. Sure. He's really skilled. Mm-hmm. Can he? can he find a way to make an impact with his his frame his slight body frame at this level i'm excited to see that because his production level and he's one of those players that you notice uh, with 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 the silver knights i'm i'm really interested to see this is the one of those players that i singled out at the start of the year with henderson that i would like to see up for a, a shot with, with Vegas just to see how it tra- how he translates yeah, in yeah. the National Hockey mm-hmm. League yeah uh, I'm looking forward, because he's been playing that third line with nosic and with Tuck a lot of skill there now Yep, got a couple of guys on a roll he secure can fly uh, look for look for that shot uh, short side he loves going upstairs I I don't want to build him up too much but I've built him up a lot
1: it's a nice scouting report you got there
0: I, I he's got hands man
1: no I I like, I'm with you. I'm curious to see kind of what he brings to the table tonight. I'm curious to see what that skill does here at the NHL level. And, again, with with Tuck and with with Noshik, and in the way that those two guys have been reading off of each other and they've been going, it's a good spot for Dylan Secura to just come in here and, and try to make an impact.
0: He's a guy that you might I doubt it would happen tonight. Yeah. But he's a good power play guy, good special teams guy. And if tonight gets physical mm-hmm. tonight gets intense tonight gets greasy uh he's not one to shy away from that but can he handle the heaviness of the national hockey league game compared to the american hockey league game that's that's what i'm curious like going against brent burns mm-hmm. uh connor garland uh, told the story from the arizona coyotes his welcome to the nhl moment was he went to hit brent burns <laughs> in the corner <laughs> and burns like didn't move like a centimeter, a <laughs> millimeter, uh, an inch, an eighth of an inch—nothing yep. in, in imperial and, uh, and metric. Nothing, and he, he was like running into a wall, like in a card Wiley Coyote. That's secure is going to go through. Now he's—he's he's played some National Hockey League games before. He—he he knows about that. But can he? There, there's that difference in in the the way the the players are built up here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you're getting a good look at, at one of those solid defensemen tonight in, in Brent Burns and. You know, little fireworks going off. The smoke the is show. going off. Yeah, uh, when do they,
0: they, when the the players come on the ice, do they. Do that? I, I've never really that noticed. and goals. I think okay. I'm, I'm
1: fairly certain it's goals.
0: So the smoke when the uh, when the Golden Knights score uh, just goes off. I think that is really our cue to take a break <laughs> because we we always blow through the cues at our times when to when to take break in a segment. If Chapman could set off the the smoke machine
1: all you had to do was talk down the line to us buddy Jeez!
0: Say, break break now instead of setting off the uh <laughs> the smoke machines uh, in the building hey robin Leonard spoke today uh from the heart about uh an issue that uh, that he firmly believes in and it all revolves around mental health we'll bring you some of that sound as we continue uh it's going to be a half hour shorter show The show tonight uh, will break at 5.30 for the VGK pregame show because the game will actually begin at 6.30 tonight. So if you're coming to the game you didn't know that, move up your clock a little bit. Uh, 6.30 uh, faceoff here at T-Mobile Arena, the Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, We'll bring you some one-timers and that uh, very interesting sound from... Robin Leonard as we continue on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: We're back to the Vegas
0: Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. BGK Insider Show and Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace here at T-Mobile Arena getting set for the seventh meeting of the year between the Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. Vegas trying to make it seven straight wins head-to-head and eight straight wins overall, which would tie the franchise record for longest winning streak. So there's a few things at play here. The seven straight wins that they have in the bag right now is their fourth in franchise history. Mm -hmm. That's uh, as many or more than four other teams in the National Hockey League have in when we talk about four seven game winning streaks and it's only year four just yeah. another one of those little feathers in the cap you you can continue to give me these stats and I'm going to
1: continue to not be surprised by them
0: <laughs> it's uh, amazing uh, it will be Mark andre Fleury in goal tonight as Robin Leonard backs up following his shootout victory the other night and uh, Robin Leonard spoke this morning, talking about uh, his season and uh, where he's at. And at the end of his media availability, he took some time to express some feelings about uh, what uh, he is going through when it comes to the isolation and dealing with the pandemic and what the players are are experiencing uh, off the ice. And this is Robin Leonard, uh, a
2: portion of his media availability. A month or so ago, when I got back from, from, uh, from my concussion, you know, uh, we got approached to take uh, the vaccine. Uh, and basically how that turned out was, um, we were shown, guys, we're, the vaccine is available. Uh, if you take the vaccine, X, X amount of pl- uh, players, uh, leaders in this team, or around the league takes the vaccine, new set of rules are gonna come out. Uh, We were shown the NBA protocols, promised the NBA protocols uh, to get back some type of normalcy. And my track record, I mean, I talk against COVID, you know, COVID is dangerous, been crazy, crazy thing for everyone. Uh, But we were approached and promised things to change for our league if we got vaccinated. So after our second vaccination 10 days after we were gonna start enjoying life again because people don't really know we've been in total isolation we can't get out of our house we can't go out of our hotel we can't do anything and it's been over a year now and no one ever talks about the mental health impact about that stuff and you guys might not have the statistics i don't have the statistics i just know people reach out to me throughout the league throughout you know normal people, people in all day life reach out to me and I know and I've seen the consequences of a lot of these things. And to be promised something's going to change to take a vaccine where some people, some players were on the verge of even taking it. I was one of them that I wasn't sure, uh, but I took it for my mental health. When we did it, now they changed. Now they said it's not happening. I think that's wrong for first. But then I have a couple of calls with the league and with the NHLPA yesterday. And this is what, why I want to talk today, which makes me furious. And I don't care what happens to me or whatever people are going to do to me in the league or whatnot. I don't know, but they told me yesterday that they're surveying all the teams to see who has taken the vaccine and who has not taken the vaccines. And they're not going to change the rules for us as players until all the teams have a, f- a fair have the vaccines at the same time so it's a, not a competitive edge and that made me that made me go that made me go crazy to be honest that now i've taken the vaccine and it's been a tremendously hard time for i speak for myself personally throughout this COVID thing with my mental health condition being in isolation getting these rules i can't do anything by being in my home all the time be in a hotel room all the time and I talk to players around the league that calls me that and also people I've helped through the program and get help and all that stuff I know more than a lot of people knows what's going on and they're talking about competitive edge instead of human lives competitive edge human lives we're humans too Talk about competitive edge instead of human lives it made me really disappointed and emotional last night and it was a lie to our face that do this and you will get this and now it's not happening because of competitive edge where was competitive edge for vancouver canucks when they wanted what was it three three and a half weeks they get one practice and play the best team one of the best teams in the league in toronto what was it like two games and three nights afterwards what they had planned I mean, competitive edge from Washington suspended three of their, or took away three of their best players and they still played. We lost one player and they quarantined us for one week. Where was the competitive edge? It's uh, the bubbles, you know, bubble in Edmonton was stuck in a courtyard with a Starbucks uh, in our rooms for a long time. And I talked to so many people in a bubble that started, Experienced mental health stuff while in Toronto. They were kayaking doing all types of uh, all types of things Don't talk to me about competitive edge This is human lives and people are struggling with this stuff a lot in society and we are humans as everyone else and
0: That is Robin Leonard this morning and with his media availability uh, discussing uh, some concerns that he has regarding uh, the protocols that are in place for the players. Uh, it's 11 minutes uh, that he spoke for. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't uh, we don't have the time to bring it all to you, but uh, it was uh, from the heart, uh, passionate, uh, fiery at times. Uh, he um, he probably said some things that he didn't intend to say, and in following up uh, the statements. Robin went on Twitter and said, as frustrated as I like, like a lot of people in the world right now, everything didn't come out the way that I wanted to today. A main point is that we need to start, take the mental health important as well in the situation. It has a huge impact on everyone in society right now, but this missed the mark. My bad to say it's like a prison, I apologize, but with mental health issues that are developing in the world, it develops problems mentally. We will see exactly how this affects everyone with time. I don't mean to offend everybody. Uh, the National Hockey League and the NHLPA have uh, been contacted for uh, some response. Uh, look, I- I'm sympathetic with to Robin as well from from the mental health aspect, and, and I'm very appreciative that, uh, that he's such an advocate uh, on that on that platform. Whatever discussions were held, and I'm not privy to those conversations between the PA and the National Hockey League and, and the athletes, yeah. uh, like things have changed, and the Vancouver Canucks being shut down for 21 days, uh, the Colorado Avalanche going through, like things tighten up. Mm-hmm. We, we saw that memo from the league, uh, the reminder about the protocols uh, to the to the Vancouver Canucks. I think more specifically than anybody else sure stick to it yes we're not out of the woods yet so uh i I just uh i'm sympathetic but i'm also realistic Mm -hmm. that for as long as teams are involved in this season the regular season and until you're eliminated or declared the champion this is the reality of having to deal with the restrictions, and the protocols, whether you're vaccinated or not.
1: Yeah, I think that when it comes to this season, it's it's in terms of, of protocols. I think it's pretty well laid out just that this is how it's going to be until a Stanley Cup is awarded and until you can kind of turn the page on this season and look toward next season. I think that's kind of when you start to see some changes in terms of, of what those protocols surrounding COVID-19 are, are going to be for the NHL. But, I mean, I, I, I look at... Robin Leonard and I look at speaking from the heart and I look at what what the crux of his point was and it it, it comes down to mental health it comes down to I think opening up a conversation for people that maybe don't know how to open up that conversation it's it's allowing people that might be struggling to realize that others are struggling too and when when you can advocate for that so openly and so honestly I think that drives home the point that humanity is what he's really trying to move forward here. He's trying to look out for those that may be struggling, and and that, to me, is very much important about what he said today.
0: Yes. Uh, The the competitive balance Mm -hmm. or imbalance, if one team has fewer restrictions because they are vaccinated compared to a team that hasn't been vaccinated, uh, that's a conversation that... I can't weigh in on because I don't know what the National Hockey League has relayed to the teams sure. uh, for certain. Uh, I know that in the NBA and the National Football League, there's been incentives uh, regarding fewer uh, protocols or uh, restrictions, limitations uh, to players and teams if there is a vaccination. Um, I don't want to get into the anti-vax vaccination mm-hmm. argument. Yep, but in in watching what occurred in vancouver and how that sent their program and their organization into full shutdown mode uh i can see why why things aren't loosening up as as much as we had anticipated but i I just the way things started the season Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be the way things end and if anything i i had a conversation a couple of weeks ago that that in the playoffs things may get even tighter not not into a bubble Mm -hmm. but the the amount that players have latitude to do certain things may become even limited for the time that they're involved in in the stanley cup playoffs and uh, i'm sure robin doesn't want to hear that but i i'm sympathetic again uh, very sympathetic and we all like (laughs) i you listening on the radio right now want to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh but as far as your livelihood goes, this is like this is part of what we all have to deal with.
1: It, is it going to be something where five, ten years down the road, we, we look back at this season as one of those one of those periods in time, moments in time where we really don't fully grasp how how difficult, how yeah. demanding this season, more than any other season, was on these players. But
0: Ryan, I'm excited to go back to normal. Yeah. This summer, this fall, the National Hockey League Board of Governors had a, a virtual meeting today. The plan is to start the season the second week of October. Yeah. Uh, on a Tuesday, uh, that's that's the plan right now, and and finish on schedule next year. I'm excited for that point. I'm also concerned about the scars that have been created yeah. during the course of the last year and how like we get, we can't go back to a hundred we can't go from zero to hundred mm-hmm. we might be at 20 right now right we might be I don't know how where, where you are in your life uh, we might be at 35 miles per hour but we can't go back to a uh, jump and just floor it and go back to 100 miles per hour just from a just from a well mental well-being we got to ease our way back into this thing and there's going to be there there's going to be lives that are affected down the road by this that have trouble either assimilating back into regular life or uh, have become uh, just so desperate for regular life that they go too far
1: yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's, a, it's still a learning curve, I think, for everybody to, to try to figure out how best to, to navigate this period where, where I think everyone is, is hoping and, and getting excited about the prospect of, of getting back to normal. But I, I think that getting back to normal needs to be redefined because we really don't know what that means.
0: And, and Robin, I give him all the credit in the world. Yeah, He is a high-profile advocate for mental health. It creates a conversation. We're having that conversation right now. Everything that he said may is, is from his point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the National Hockey League, the NHLPA, probably have a slightly different viewpoint uh, on, on where things are or where things were supposed to go uh, after the vaccination. But at the crux of the matter, it is about mental health. Yeah. And it's about kids. It, he mentioned 10-year-olds mm-hmm. and 12-year-olds uh right up to adults. That's important. I don't I don't want people just throwing I don't want everybody to take it as face value and what he said is absolutely one hundred percent factual. But I also don't want anybody pouring cold water on this and mm-hmm. saying it's it's a high profile, uh rich athlete and you're you're making all your money. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the basic mental health of people and Those are people we forget sometimes that those athletes are down at the basic point of it are people. And uh, there's got to be, I I want people to take the middle ground on on this one today. I think you
3: guys both, both kind of nailed it, right? Like Robin speaks from the heart and I I feel like he's speaking for a lot of people, right? Like the, the, the likelihood of there being other players in the league and other athletes around the world who are dealing with, Mental health issues? One in five. They're, yeah. I mean, so so he's not alone, but he's the champion for those people. He comes out and he speaks for those people. And and you know, I'm I'm glad that he he did discuss it and he talked from the heart about the mental health issues. And, you know, when he mentioned children, I know just here in Clark County, there were there's children the, the age of my son, the age of one of your daughters, Darren, who who have committed suicide during this pandemic because they can't handle the, the, the situation, like Robin mentioned, being bipolar one, and and he said one of the things they tell him is not to isolate because it can lead to other things. And, and you know, it, it's something that we do need to have the conversation about. Mental health is something that we kind of sweep under the rug in this country. And, and with people like Robin speaking out and, and really advocating for, for those people who are dealing with mental health issues— He does start a conversation, and it's a conversation that I don't feel we have enough, right? Like, there's always discussions of mental health issues after mass shootings, right? Well, why are we continuing to not address these mental health issues? Why are we as a society just okay with this and and not dealing with with it? We need to—it's like racism. We need to address the issue. We need to look it in the eyes, and we need to say, you know what? There's people who need help, and we as a society need to do more to help them and— I feel like Robin really using his platform to, to be an advocate for mental health, that can only be a good thing.
1: I mean, that's that's where I'm where I'm coming from and, and that's that's really what I took from Robin Leonard's message today is is that the the conversation around mental health is an ongoing conversation. And Robin has a platform to be able to further that conversation for those that maybe want to, but don't know how to start the conversation, or those that are feeling alone or feeling like like they are vulnerable. And, and for me, it's always going to come down to the human element. It's always going to be there for me, and that's what I take from Robin Leonard today.
0: Millionaire I, athlete or whether or not you're just a, a regular Joe Blow-like Ryan and I, Uh, it's uh, a conversation that is going to generate uh, conversation on top of it. Uh, This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
3: It's time for the good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
1: The good news of the day is brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. Spencer Knight take a bow as we discussed yesterday on the program Spencer Knight made his NHL debut last night for the Florida Panthers Knight took on the Columbus Blue Jackets and turned away 33 of 34 shots for his first career NHL win he certainly got the run support as the Panthers torched the Blue Jackets 5 to 1 but that doesn't matter as 20 year old picked up his first win of what seems like many more to come Darren Millard Spencer Knight
0: uh, when you saw him in the exhibition game for the World Junior Championship and then his first game, mm-hmm. we were wondering whether he was going to be the guy in goal. Ends <laughs> up winning the gold medal, and, and they went back to him, yep. uh, and that was the right choice. Mm-hmm. I watched him last night. He was stone cold cool. <laughs> there was not an ounce of nerves in, in him. He's wearing his Boston uh, College Eagles mask. He's wearing his Team USA pads and gloves yeah and like Carolina didn't didn't uh, uh, give him a lot but boy was he was he ever in touch with his game
1: you know I I just I love the idea I love that that aspect of it's it's Spencer Knight and I'm bringing up that that goaltender for you specifically because of the bet that you lost surrounding uh, the world Juniors but you know that all being said
0: oh I, no I, I the more I watched them last night the more I went you you did that did it, to me. Did it, did it
1: make you feel? Did it make you, you? made
0: me <laughs> sing the national anthem. In in fact, was I.
1: You. I think a lot of people should probably be mad at, at Spencer Knight because of how you sang the anthem. But, again, that all being said, I, was that You? Yeah. Singing? Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, the, the, like uh, it wasn't. It wasn't singing.
0: Columbus like, didn't do a lot last night to to give him a push. But called boy. it. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm still surprised they did that. But it gives them uh, a little bit uh, just you're not if they ever got to a point where they needed them. Yeah. He's got a game under his belt now.
1: There you go. Spencer Knight first career NHL win is our good news of the day. Brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union. Prioritizing people over profit.
0: Coming up we will get into game seven of the year between the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a two-point cushion for first place in the West Division. Colorado update coming up. We'll tell you when they're going to get back to action and whether or not the Golden Knights should have at least a four-point gap on first place. It's still to come on the VGK Insider Show here from T-Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Go on to the near wing. Big shot. He scores.
3: It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show.
0: Doing this a little bit early because we only have a half hour left in the program today. We are trimmed up because of an early start tonight at T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks. They will drop the puck just after 6.30. The VGK pregame show on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network will start at 5.30. So we get into it right now with some one-timers, and we begin with uh, something that's going to impact the Golden Knights. That is a return to play for the Colorado Avalanche, who have been uh, shut down since their game uh, on April 14th after a, uh, a COVID uh Issue with their team they had a couple of players placed into COVID protocol Nico Rantman has uh, been placed into COVID protocol as of yesterday but here's the good news the Avalanche will return to action tomorrow against the St. Louis Blues so that is positive as they play the St. Louis Blues uh, but because of a game yesterday that was postponed against St. Louis the schedule has been adjusted Monday's contest follow along here. Okay. Monday's contest between Vegas and Colorado is now pushed to the second week of May May 10th yes and instead of playing Vegas on Monday, Colorado will play St. Louis and uh, that makeup game. so uh, slide that one in and uh, slide Vegas in so in Vegas will now play two games uh, beyond what was expected to be the end of the regular season. May 10th against Colorado and May 12th against these San Jose Sharks. So a little bit of uh, shuffling and moving things around by the National Hockey League today.
1: And depending on the Vegas Golden Knights and how they play down the stretch, depending on how the Colorado Avalanche return after this COVID pause and how they play down the stretch, that second to last game of the season might be very, very important for both of those clubs as they both look to, to finish first overall in the Honda West Division. So, do you
0: like this change?
1: I think from it's a interesting. Drama I think it's interesting. Yeah, like I, 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 think all things considered, I'd love to see it kind of come down to, to that game. Whoever wins that game kind of uh, separates themselves from the other. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it could have a little bit of drama built into it if, if we get uh, if we get both teams playing well down the stretch.
0: It's a difficult home stretch for the Golden Knights now. Arizona, Arizona. Coyotes right now in a playoff spot. Then Minnesota for two in Minnesota. Home to St. Louis for two. Colorado and San Jose to wrap it up. So six of your final seven against teams that, as of today, are in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, you know, it, I, I, it is a. It, it's going to be a difficult stretch for Vegas, but again, I, I think that that I'd rather have them going into those games playing teams that are desperate for points, playing teams that that are really trying, that, that have something to play for, because I think that raises the level that you need from the Golden Knights as they head toward the playoffs. I, I, a tune-up is always what I'm looking for, and quite simply, I, I think that that could be good for the Golden Knights as they get themselves to where they need to be for the playoffs.
0: The games against St. Louis and that contest versus Colorado will be played here at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, we're at the stage of the first email came out today titled Clinching Scenarios. It's something National Hockey League does uh, at the uh, tail end of every season. Gives you a rundown on who can clinch, who can possibly be eliminated from postseason consideration. And that first uh, email involves the Vegas Golden Knights, who with <laughs> a win or a shootout or overtime loss will officially qualify for the stanley cup playoffs and that would be the first of the 16 teams to book a ticket to the 16 team dance so congratulations uh, just for being in that conversation and we'll see whether or not uh, it happens based on the 6-0 record coming into tonight yeah uh, against the san jose sharks in the season i like the chances
1: i mean i like the chances too and and I, again when it comes to the golden knights it's it's really something that, that we know is, is more or less a foregone conclusion at this point. But to be able to just get that, that goal crossed off the list, right? Like to just clinch that spot, know you're in the playoffs, and then focus in on how you've got to play the rest of the way to hit the ground running. That's, that's important to me. And, and I, it's, it's certainly not the goal. But it, it's it's the beginning of what the expectation is, what the ultimate goal is for the Golden Knights, crossing that off the list, clinching a playoff spot.
0: Now, Colorado can climb into a uh, playoff spot, potentially, uh, with a victory tomorrow night. Now, a couple of things have to go their way uh, to do that when they return to action against the St. Louis Blues. The Blues and the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. It's Colorado's first game back in... what, over a week? Yes. Because of the pause. Won't have Philip Grubauer. Remember, he remains out. That's a big game for St. Louis. They have to take advantage of that. Jump all over that thing.
1: (laughs) Yes, they do. Uh, Again, it's interesting with St. Louis because when when they had gotten better and when they had started to string some wins along and they got themselves back into the playoffs, I kind of thought they were poised to go on a bit of a run. They've lost their last two games, but you're absolutely right. As you look at the Colorado Avalanche right now and, and kind of where St. Louis can can take advantage of an opponent, it would be right now against the Colorado Avalanche. You've got to go in there. You've got to try to win those games, and you've got to get back into the playoff picture, back into the playoffs in general, and then start to build some distance between, Arizo- between yourself and Arizona.
0: Coming off a COVID pause, has been really unpredictable you would think that teams would really struggle new jersey buffalo they really struggled philadelphia had their shutdown they never got on on track i'm not sure whether that's covid related or not but then you have vegas vegas came out of it great after being down for a week colorado was good coming off of their COVID break, they went right into the four-game series against the Golden Knights and split that one. Yeah, like if, if there was a, a bad situation, it was the Avalanche uh, hitting the ground running against a, a team in a highly anticipated set. Then Vancouver didn't play for three and a half weeks, and by the grace of incredible goaltending, <laughs> sp- uh, <laughs> takes a pair against the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I, 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 I'm not sure whether Colorado's in as uh, vulnerable position against St. Louis tomorrow night as as we would tend to believe
1: you know i thought you were going to say by the grace of a great schedule maker (laughs) vancouver was able to play the leafs in in a situation like that uh but no i mean i listen i believe the colorado avalanche are a really really good team i think they're a top five team in the nhl right now and good teams can deal with situations that are unforeseen and, and really not ideal and come away winning hockey games and and i would expect that the colorado avalanche they're going to go into their game tomorrow with the same mindset that they've had all season long that they're a really good hockey club and they can find a way to 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 do what the game needs from them to get two points against the st louis blues
0: the vegas golden knights will wear the gold sweaters tonight Uh uh-huh any desire for you to ever see the gold sweaters or the gold helmets and there's a reason why i'm asking this question
1: Okay, um, I don't know the reason that you're asking this question. I, I like the gold buckets with the gray jerseys. I personally think the gold buckets with the whites and the gold buckets with the red jerseys would be beautiful. Just absolute fire. I don't know, and this is me, because I like things to kind of match. I like them to kind of have a little bit of a synergy to them, some balance to them. I think if you go gold with the helmets on the gold jerseys, something's going to be out of balance. I like the fact that you've got gray helmets, gray pants with gold jerseys. Everything balances itself out. I don't personally have a desire to see the gold buckets with the gold jerseys.
0: The reason I ask is because the Dallas Stars wore their reverse sweaters or whatever they want to call them, throwbacks. uh, And they wore their white, and they wore the white Pants, yep. and the white helmets and white gloves and red right on down list, and yeah, they look like stormtroopers. Yeah, beautiful. they look like something out of a Bob and Doug McKenzie movie, Strange Brew. <laughs> but, but if they can do that, can we not? I would, I wouldn't mind for a one-off. Mm-hmm. The gold sweaters with the gold helmets. It's not
1: monochromatic enough.
0: Oh, really? What does like, that mean? One color. Oh,
1: monochromatic. One color. They're not both gold. No, 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 no. I'm saying the the gray pants will mess up what you envision oh, it to look okay. like in your head. Because with Dallas, right? You need right, gold pants. You, need you would need gold, gold yeah, pants. Yeah. yeah you'd, not, like, I don't want that. You'd have to go all in on gold as your singular color. That's why it worked for Dallas. No, it didn't work for Dallas. No, it worked. It's, just, it's, it's your point of view. No, it didn't work. Come on, Anakin. It's your point of view.
0: Who's it's, your favorite to make the playoffs in the Central Division? Nashville, Dallas, Chicago. Right now, Nashville (laughs) is in the position. They have a one-point lead on Dallas, which are coming, Mm -hmm. and Chicago, which is four back. Uh, You know
1: what? I'm going to take the the team with the positive goal differential and the Dallas Stars.
0: Why? Oh, because most teams do have... Yeah, oh. most
1: most playoff teams generally score more goals than they allow. Well
0: yeah. if Nashville Nashville's minus six. If they get in, they're gonna have a positive goal differential. Listen,
1: I I've been I've been lobbying for the Dallas Stars all season long because I didn't buy into the Nashville Predators. I'm not going to start doing that now. I'm going Dallas all the way. Come on.
0: Chicago and Nashville open up a two game series tomorrow night. Massive I mean, Chicago's I'm, hung around a lot longer than I ever thought And yes. Dallas Dallas was out of it a lot longer than I ever thought
1: Dallas still has Games in hand So uh, listen, Nashville, Chicago If you're asking me which team I buy More of those two, it's going to be Nashville For sure uh, I just think the Dallas Stars are When it's all said and done They will be among the four playoff teams
0: there is some good news regarding the Chicago Blackhawks, though. Uh, you had a tweet from Darren Drager that just came up, and I'm going to defer to you for this because you brought it to my attention. Your, your ability to multitask during a show never ceases to amaze me. I, I've told you that a few times, and I, I will compliment you until my last breath of, uh, of your penchant for bringing all corners Uh, of what's happening in your life into one sole spot so here's the tweet from darren drager
1: yeah it's reporting that jonathan Taves is likely done for the season but his health is improving and he's expected to return for the 2021-22 season if he continues on this
0: path that is outstanding news we're kind of to the point where because we hadn't heard anything about Jonathan Taves mm-hmm. and respecting the privacy, but there was no sign of, of him skating or being close to being back in the lineup that he wasn't going to return. But a little bit of news uh, out of the Taves camp is extremely positive, especially the fact that, uh, that he may be back in the National Hockey League for next year. Plans are to play 82 games next year out of that general manager's virtual meeting today mm-hmm. uh, and and starting the season, second week. So basically it's starting the season a week and a half later. Sure. Uh, almost two weeks later uh, from, from normal, which will make it interesting trying to get the Olympics in when you're already shortening, when you're dealing with fewer weeks. Yeah. And then the Beijing Olympics. Is it, is it bad that I kind of forgot?
1: Like, like, we're dealing with so much, right? Like, yeah. all these moving parts. Like, I almost forgot
0: about the Olympics next year. Well, because the Olympics are this summer, and <laughs> you, you just assume <laughs> that there's two more years, two years between games. That's why. Like, like
1: you're sitting here telling me, uh, well, like, two weeks late. I'm like, oh, okay, just no bye week. It'll be fine. And then all of a sudden you drop the Olympics on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that yeah. complicates things a little bit.
0: Season probably will be pushed back a little bit.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, y- y- you start two weeks, uh, give or take two weeks back, or, or two weeks uh, into a, what would regular be the, regularly be the start of the season, what do you go, like, a, a week late, and then you just kind of make up the, the rest of it until you can finally get to a... a <laughs>
0: you think they want to go through this oh, come again, on, what they're come going on. through right hey, now? It'll be, it'll
1: be fine. Not, like,
0: Six and nine? Listen, I, I have
1: no doubt that, maybe not next season, because october 12th that's kind of the the time frame the following season everything will be hopefully back to normal and and the stanley cup will be awarded mid-june and hockey will be back first week of october
0: that's good news for the uh, chicago blackhawks good news that they're planning on an 82 game uh, regular season next year uh, great news that the olympics are still out there mm-hmm. uh, depending on your preference i love the international hockey i think you're uh, of, of the same ilk uh for the uh, the, the vegas gold the knights though tonight it's getting back to the grind of the, the focus of trying to lock down a playoff spot the patrick marlowe situation on monday was a beautiful story uh tonight Mark andre Fleury in the fold. Dylan Secure, expecting to make his Vegas Golden Knights uh, debut. Matthias Janmark has played a, an interesting role. And Mark Stone, can he make it a sixth straight multi-point game? Uh, I went through some numbers today. Okay. In the last 10 years of Selkie voting, mm-hmm. this takes into account the winner and the two finalists. The only player That was either a winner or a finalist in the last 10 years. That is currently, as of right now, in a playoff spot. Is Patrice Bergeron. Ryan O'Reilly's not in a playoff spot. Okay. A couple of other players that were were finalists are not in playoff spots. Jonathan Taves not playing right now. That is an Andy kopitar not in a playoff spot. If if you're going to be considered for the Selkie Trophy, you have to be in the playoffs. Sure. Okay. So there's one there's there that whittles it down a lot further patrice bergeron's 33rd in league scoring his plus minus isn't even close to mark stone okay mark stone is number 10 in league scoring mm-hmm. and in top five in plus minus then you get into a lot of the analytics of, of what's going on that mark stone has the advantage on Patrice Bergeron in every category, including team performance okay. and consistency. Does this thing not line up right now with 11 games to go to be Mark Stone's Selkie Trophy winning year?
1: I've been saying it all season long. Mark Stone is the front runner for the Selkie. Mark yes. Stone should be that consensus pick this year because of what he's been able to do is all around games but adding the extra layer of elite, elite scoring. Mm -hmm. You mentioned top 10 in scoring. You mentioned the leadership that he has right now with this team. The captaincy brings a lot more light to Mark Stone on this stage. If it doesn't happen now, if it doesn't happen this year, then I'm not really sure where we go from there because everything is pointing Mark Stone Selkie winner.
0: So the, the only thing that worries me mm-hmm. about it is the Eastern bias. Because, and, and not just time zones. Yeah. The games are on later. But the Selkie trophy, I think, is one of those that you really need to be able to watch the person in with your eyes. Yeah. In arena. Yeah. Nobody's getting to do that this year on that side of the country for Mark Stone. Bergeron has the advantage of we all know Bergeron. He's won the thing number of times. He's been a finalist perennially sure. for the Selkie Trophy. He's already in that that range of the voters. Mark Stone's been a finalist once. That's the only thing is the default to Bergeron for those in that in the eastern side of the country that have been able to watch more games in person, whether it's in the East Division or the Central Division. And there's been a few people that have been able to do that, whereas they haven't been able to get out and watch the Western Division in person. That's my only concern.
1: So, like in in your opinion, you think it's coming down to, or it could come down to Bergeron and 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 Mark Stone, and is I think there? I
0: think they're they absolutely are the, the two favorites. guys. Bar Barkov maybe uh, gets involved in that too.
1: It, you know, I saw I saw something the other day, and it, it was Sidney Crosby throwing an open ice hip, hip check. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was nasty. It was beautiful, and and it was the the tweet essentially was when does Crosby get get consideration for the Selkie, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with it. Yeah, I agree. Is he is he kind of entering that realm of conversation now, based on a the year that he's having? Like this is this is a a a really solid year for Sidney Crosby, and and I think we have to kind of like change the way we look at Crosby's point totals from what they were early on in his career to what they are right now still over a point a game player but has added layers every single year that he's been in the league
0: yeah face-offs wise he's, he's he's been a responsible 200-foot guy sure forever yeah uh, the six goals against the in the third period last night got a change to hey, <laughs> come on we can, we can sweep that up in a second Wait, we don't have uh, to talk about that right now no but you're you're, you're right it's but I I also don't like the idea of, because Crosby's changed from elite offensive guy, that we give him a like consolation trophy. <laughs> I don't I don't like that yeah, thinking, and I that, get it. that's what I get a lot of. The impression that I get a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, Mark Stone is elite at taking the puck away. Yes, and a 200 foot player, and every facet of the game. It. It's his to win this year. Mm -hmm. I'm curious by, I'm really curious to see by how much he wins by. I'm concerned a little bit of that Eastern bias. And uh, by the way, the Pittsburgh Penguins won last night after allowing six goals in the third period to the New Jersey Devils. (laughs) The New Jersey Devils are the first team in NHL history to lose a game. Yeah. While scoring six goals in the third period, beautiful. It was six nothing Jersey or six nothing Pittsburgh going into the third period, and Pittsburgh held on for a seven six decision. You gotta love it. That was incredible. And Jari (laughs) finished the game.
1: Boy, you had to at least let him see through the win, right?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Once again, it got to six three, and then it went to seven (laughs) three, and then there was three more goals. It was, uh. it was insane. And that's why I missed the end of the Boston game against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And the intriguing part about that game, ladies yep. and gentlemen, was yep. the Buffalo Sabres were trailing two, nothing late in the game. They got a five on three, pulled the goalie. It was six on three. The advantage ended not when Buffalo scored a six on three goal, mm-hmm. but when Buffalo was called for too many men on the ice because they had seven <laughs> players on the ice. <laughs> Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is making it interesting. You
1: know, I will say this. Um, are you upset with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Because that would have been your seven spot, right? Yes. Like That would have been your blowout of the week. And the New Jersey Devils took it away from you? Yeah. Or or do you count that as I two? I count that. Ca- I do you count, count it as two? Seven,
0: six. Seven, six. Yeah, no,
1: yeah. no, no, no. I was saying, like, it, it was essentially six, nothing for two periods. And yeah. it was six, one for another period. So it's it's essentially two blowouts
0: in one game. Yeah, I'll, I'll take two. I'm due for that. Figured you would. I think we might get eight goals tonight from the Golden Knights.
1: You're really feeling the blowout.
0: I am. I'm pounding this drum like the drumline during their rehearsal a couple of minutes ago. It's all done now. It uh, it's set up for it. What kind of game do you think? Do you have a gut feeling on this?
1: I I mean, every the, the last 3 games have been close and I, I have to believe that San Jose has got another one of those close games in them. I, I still think the Golden Knights win, but I, I can't really. I can, I, I'm I'm not feeling blowout here tonight. For we, whatever reason, I'm not feeling it. Are
0: we off in at 25? We are. Okay. Yep. Chapman, can we get you in here for catching up with Chapman? We got uh, two minutes left here, and I want to make sure we get that part of the segment uh, in on a daily basis.
3: All right. Uh, well, catching up with Chapman. This morning, I, I, I took a trip out to Project 150, and I know, Ryan, you're nice. going to be doing some stuff with them. I had some old suits that I was no longer wearing and some ties and stuff that because I never really have to wear a tie. And huh. my wife said, oh, you're going to get rid of all those ties? I said, I never wear them. If I need a tie, I'll just go out and buy one when it's time. But I'm not going to keep 20 oh, ties. She,
1: she wanted you to keep the ties.
3: Well, she she didn't want me to keep them. She just wasn't sure if I was going to need them. I'm like, look at me. I don't think I, I need to wear ties anytime in the future. So you didn't keep any. Uh, I kept one for my son. It was a Looney Tunes tie, which is kind of funny because we mentioned yesterday um, right? that that I was a big Looney Tunes guy. See?
1: Do you think she was hinting at like you taking her out to a nice dinner where Ooh, you're going to need a tie? That, well, a no. One.
3: I I had mentioned to her I don't really wear ties. You know, the times I've been on TV here, I've done stuff locally on some of the some of the uh, local television stations, and I've never worn a I've worn a coat, but I've never had to wear a tie. So, uh, yeah, I didn't. Um, didn't didn't really do too much with with the suits and ties anymore. So I, I took them to uh, Project One Hundred and Fifty, which I know Ryan, you're going to be doing some something with them this week, I believe, or this weekend, or in the future. And, Saturday, City yeah,
1: National Arena. Yep.
3: It's a it's a cool charity. I didn't even know it was existed. I tweeted out a couple days ago uh, if anyone could help me find up a spot to donate some old suits, and a couple people had tweeted back at me. Project One Hundred and Fifty, unbeknownst to me, that Ryan was going to be doing uh, a remote with those guys this weekend, but. Uh, Yeah, great charity for underprivileged school children or high school students who are are going through a difficult phase in life and uh, figured maybe one can maybe pick up a suit and wear it to the prom if if he's going or or things like that. So, uh, yeah, great charity, great cause, and uh, dropped off some suits to them. And for the people who uh, tweeted at me, told me about them, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks a lot.
0: Actually, I have a conversation with Gennaro tonight on our pregame show on the AT&T side uh, because... It's charity night, and we're uh, supporting Project 150. He went from a guy leaning on Project 150 to being a mechanical engineer. Pre-game show is next.